You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. Okay, Sid Talk, it's one week until the Oscars, and uh, we happened to watch an Oscar-nominated Best Picture movie last night called Whiplash. We did. What is your what? What do you think of Whiplash? Quickly. It's a stretch to say it's entertaining, but it's super high quality. It's very, it's good. That's a good review. It's not like, <laughs> yeah, well, it's a tough one, isn't it? I actually said when the when it when it went from the last scene onto the credits, I said to you, "Wow, <laughs> yeah," because it is one of the most intense movies I've ever watched, and you would not think the subject matter would be intense in any any way, shape, or form. Uh, that would be an exaggeration for me. I don't think it's nearly one of the most intense movies I've ever seen, but it has its moments, for sure. For me, it was intense the entire time. I was like... Well, there's tension. Yeah. And intensity, like, the intensity of it. Like, the... I don't feel like a sense of, like, doom and darkness and really intensity. It's just that... And I say, it's a movie about uh, a drummer who's at music school, um... And Not like a drummer on the football field. No, okay. he's a jazz, actually a jazz drummer, which involves very specific music. Um, Syncopated jazz. And it's a, you know, a student learning his craft, but in an intense manner. It is Black Swan, but for drumming. Yeah, I really, That's really enjoyed brief. it. I thought it was like, I when it had finished, I was like, wow, that, that had some kind of impact on me. And that, that's something... That I have not seen before, the subject not tackled, that subject. Sure. It was really well made too. It just it, it just was an excellent movie. I really enjoyed it. I think we're done being brief. So this is Saturday, February the 14th. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. We love everybody out there. Do you everybody love- but not to me specifically. I love you. But do you <laughs> love all the uh, listeners? Uh probably not. Um I don't love everybody. It's not one of my philosophies. I love of each life. and every one of you, and I will. <laughs> my job in this life is not to be everyone's friend. I mean, it is not my job to be everyone's friend. So, I love them. I suppose on a certain level, as it's not love. I I don't wish them bad things to happen to them. So as usual, don't email Sid Talk. She doesn't want any of your uh, feedback. Thank you. And what did you give me for Valentine's Day? Nothing. I don't uh, give you anything. I was supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> that's everyone that's this that's his uh valentine's day philosophy uh, i don't um i mean maybe you subscribe to it i don't subscribe to it uh i don't I really have a choice I because say, if you don't i say you I should can't. love everybody every day everybody then i'm nothing to you no see? i mean you should love people every day you pe- your person true true why do you keep looking over there? You're driving me che- crazy. I'm just checking that my sound levels are good. They're good. They're fine. Okay, thank you. So it is after the show number 363. The movie we're looking at this week, because we are a movie review show. Um, <laughs> Surprisingly, mo- after the first two minutes. Well, it was mostly about movies, the movie Whiplash. But <laughs> anyway, the movie we're looking at this week is My Old Lady. It's a 2014 movie. It's actually out now on Blu-ray. It's rated PG-13, and it's from our friends at Universal. Um, you can pick it up now and sit talk. You give the synopsis on this one. My Old Lady is a movie about a man who is left 
a house in his father's will in Paris. The house is in Paris. He's an American. He goes over to Paris to find, you know, to see this house and some series of events happens with the house that involves some tenants, let's say. I don't want to give it away too much. There are tenants in the house. I think my synopsis is, is higher quality. There are tenants in the house and uh, hilarity. One ensues. of them is an old lady, which is shocking because of the title. of. The I didn't want to give that part away. <laughs> so um, let's move into spoiler territory. We're going to review the movie. We might have some spoilers. So my old lady, Sidto, what did you think of this movie? I really liked it. It's really high quality. It is entertaining and slightly thought-provoking. You know, it's not like life-changingly thought-provoking. But I really... It just felt, um, like, delightful, but then sad. I don't know. I just really... I was entertained. Now... Throughout. What I really liked about it... Excuse me. Was... The fact that it was all filmed in Paris. It wasn't like, no, we're on a set. We're on a a back lot here and this kind of looks like Paris. It was none of that. It was literally all filmed in Paris. Um, It used some French actors, which I liked, aside from, like, it's obviously an international cast. Um, But I think this movie lives and dies on the casting. And the casting is, like, brilliant. All three. All three. And it literally is... There's really only three people in the movie. There are some peripheral people, but the whole thing is just these three people. Um, and they're all, like, great actors, I, I think. And I know we've not seen Kevin Klein for a long time, or I don't feel like I have. But he's, like, he used to be kind of wacky, but I think he's, like, really reined that in, and he's, like, in this, he's very... You know, in almost he's a little bit wacky in parts, but then he, he's got like an emotional level going on and some intensity going on. He's a lot different than what I remember him being. And I, I don't remember him ever being wacky. Well, you know, Fishco Wonder, you could say he's pretty wacky, right? Mm. He's been in yes. some wacky comedies over the time, like over his time. I think he's been in wacky comedies. I don't find him wacky, but I do find him very. Oh my god, I have the hiccups really bad, so if I stop talking for a minute and you just stare at me like, why aren't you talking? It's because if I <laughs> if I keep talking, you're going to hear me hiccuping really bad. But um, he's very, he's very, well, this comes from a play, right? And he, while nobody else is really like this, he, he has moments of it being very stagey to me. <laughs> Not very, but... Well, I mean, this movie is based on a stage play. Um, and it does come across that way. I was think- I kept thinking of it, like, of... Because at the beginning it says based on you the stage play. You think of it, play. like, in 2D. I kept thinking of it on a stage. Like, oh, here- here's a bedroom scene. Here's a scene in a shop. Exactly. A and it, yes, you can kind of tell when you're watching it. Like, it, like, yeah, obviously this is a stage play and it would work that way. Because it's... It's dialogue. It's about dialogue, interesting dialogue. The story's all told through dialogue. It's not like a physical thing. It's all dialogue. Really? Hints of pretension with a lot of the dialogue, as you would get in a play a lot of times. Yeah. There's a very, um, like, the word, he even comments on the word play, and there's a certain element of snobbery when it comes to how they write the A bit intellectual. Yeah. You know? And I did feel that, and there were moments where I was like, oh, this is a bit up its own ass. 
because it just yeah, feel that precisely. way. Precisely. But then, then in the next moment, I'm like, oh no, you know, it's a bit of both. Like, so it's not completely up its own ass. But yes, <laughs> you could sit there and go, oh wow, there's parts of this where I'll tell you who they're trying who brings to brings it out of its like, ass is the older lady, which I always forget her name, Maggie she, Smith. Maggie Smith, and. The other lady, Kirsten. Kirsten Scott Thomas. Yeah. They bring you back out of the <laughs> the depths of the asshole ass- assiness because... And I do think Kevin Klein is actually kind of like that. I, I, I feel like him as a person is kind of very theatrical. And yes, very, exactly. You know, It's not wackiness. It's a very like, oh, wouldn't that be ironic if that's yeah. how we said that thing? And then he... We could some, do some wordplay here, then the intellectuals yeah, would find it funny. It is... The vibe comes off of him sometimes, and then other times he lets it drop. He's a mixture. Um, but for this, because you get the, you figure him out after a while that he is troubled. He's had troubling things, and he hangs on to the troubling things as if, poor me. And he has right to in some things, but he really, he is all about himself. And so I think it works, because that makes him seem... Like he's the pretentious, you know, if he says something that seems sort of funny, he's almost saying it because he knows other people will be maybe like, uh, I didn't quite catch what you're saying. Yeah. It's that kind of humor. But he's really good. I feel like he's really cut away a lot of the, um, it is that. And I don't know why. It's not a negative to say someone is like stagey or theatrical. It's just that I've always been a movie person, not a live theater person necessarily. Well, most of the live theater I've ever seen has been performed by people under the age of 18. (laughs) So, you know, that's my theater experience. But it doesn't mix well for me. You know, when you... If I'm watching a movie that's all about being theatrical, which would be like Moulin Rouge or some, or Chicago or, you know, something like that. Musical Not just musical ones, but anything that is... The whole thing is around that whole idea. Then I totally, I'm fine. But when it's mixed in there kind of accidentally, that's when it jumps out at me. But overall, it makes me want to see more movies with him. Yeah. And it's an interesting, um, it's interesting actually, because I just watched the trailer on IMDb. And I say don't watch the trailer for this movie. I'll watch trailers for most movies really, unless, you know. You can watch the Mission Impossible trailer because you kind of know his Mission Impossible is going to be some stunts or whatever, you know. But something like this, the trailer for this movie sells it wrong. It's one of those ones that sells the movie in a totally opposite way. It shows it with some light-hearted music and the four or five like very funny parts of this movie. It shows those parts... And those parts aren't like a Monty Python slapstick comedy. They're like just dialogue between people that's funny. It shows those parts in this trailer with some light-hearted music. And then it shows you like two people kissing. And then it goes, my old lady. It's like... Right. It's like it's this light-hearted romantic thing that you're going to love on Valentine's Day or whatever. <laughs> it is not that at all. Like, I mean, it, it has elements of that, but its actual main heart is... It's, quite dark and I was not expecting the darkness at all the the character Kevin Klein plays has got many layers to him and so yeah. has Kristen Scott Tom- they well, all have to be honest he has one layer he does he's troubled but- because of his childhood and now he's finding out kind yeah. of why 
at the heart of this movie is, you know, we all, you know, you're British, I'm American, and <laughs> obviously, I think that it's safe to say that culturally, in terms of stereotypes, if you talked about French people and love and romance and sex and relationships, a lot of people would say that French, culturally speaking, people have a looser idea of, like, marriage and having a, you know, having a girlfriend on the side or a man on the side while you're married or in a relationship that it's sort of like having a mistress seems like, oh, that's acceptable in France. I don't know about you, but that's, if you, I think a lot of Americans would be like, oh, yeah, you know, French people would, that seems to fit more. Now, I'm not saying that's accurate, right? But in this movie, you're given this situation where the fallout from someone having had this kind of relationship is 50 years later, the children are grown up, but how did it really affect, you know, yeah. everybody? And to me, that was an interesting thing because when you think about, oh, you know, he was a young man and he had a mistress on the side and his wife knew about it and a lot of it, you know, go on and on. You don't really think about when everybody gets old. No. And how everybody, you know, especially when one of the kids knows about it when they're a kid, how does that really affect their relationships and how they feel about themselves? And, you know, you can, that's, if you dig a little bit deeper, that's what you're getting at in this movie, really. I actually like the main concept of this film, and it is a real thing. I just looked it up in French law. Oh, yeah, I was wondering. Yeah, about how it actually goes on is... On a different subject. <laughs> yeah. Property ownership is different. Property ownership, I can't remember the name of it exactly. It's a fr- obviously a French name, but it's, um, you can take on a property and if, if this has been written into it, this law, into the tenancy, it can also come with the person, like, until they die. So you might, this guy inherits a property and also inherits some people, like, I mean. What it is, is you buy a property from someone, right? So in the past... His father bought the property from this lady. Right. You don't just buy the property, though. You actually end up... You buy it for a very, very tiny amount. And and then you're basically paying them payments, but it is for life. And that's what it's called. I can't... I don't know how to say it either, but um, I think that's it. No, no... Maybe that's not it. But um, you're paying that person. It's just like paying the bank. But forever. Yeah, because until they he die. gets left this chateau um, from his father, and then he gets there. And his there. father's been paying this lady. And he meets this old lady, and she says, well, yeah, you've inherited uh, this house, but you also have to pay me. The debt is to me, and right. I stay here. For, I live here forever. Yeah, until, until I'm dead. And yeah. I'm not, but I'm 92 years old, and he's kind of like, <laughs> so... <laughs> that real- is one of the funniest things. Yeah. That opening scene. Yeah, is where so, he's like, so, so how old are you? <laughs> and that's, that's one of the scenes that keyed me into the theatrical, is that it was a very open conversation with someone he'd never met before and it's kind of cheeky and kind of like you know banter-ish but it's one of my favorite ones but him you know he said so really I've actually inherited a however much it was per month debt 2400 euros yeah every month like that's a lot yeah so it it you know it's a a little I didn't know anything about this kind of thing and you know it's a real thing I just looked it up it's um it's not so much now, but it was. But there's still people around, obviously. Who were. It's, it was like a like a bond between people. Like it was... You're helping somebody. 
and they're helping you and it's a pass it on kind of thing and it as as this property went through time it would always have this to it so one person's helping another person and the building's right. getting looked after also by these pe- by the people who invested in it but uh, yeah it, it covers that that's what the whole premise is it's about that law um so let's move on to the cast um which we have talked about a little bit, but there isn't much of a cast here. I mean, there's a few people. Kevin Klein plays Mat- Matthias Gold. Um, he's the guy, you know, who turns up at the beginning. He's kind of, you know, he's kind of ditched his life in America, and this was what he's pinning everything <laughs> he on. He didn't have much of a life. No, he didn't, but he was pinning everything on this life. And, you know, it's not exactly what he was walking in. He didn't know what he was walking into. I think he did really well. You know, I don't think we see enough of him. You know, he he seems to have. Well, I hear him every week, almost. He's well, a, yeah, he week, is on but... Bob's Burgers. <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, it's just a voiceover thing, but it keeps him in my mind. Yeah, but he. I bet he does theater. I bet he does, and he's yeah. but he is a really good actor. Like, like he, I think he's subtle in this, and he's funny, and there are some moments that are very dark and very open, like. But you know, and when he was saying those parts. I did feel the stage thing. I was like, I bet Kevin Klein's actually done this on stage. Even the emotional parts where he's trying to cry, it's very... Yeah. Because, you know, theater, you have to be bigger because it's in the theater. And so I feel like sometimes the gestures were... He reined it in pretty good, but... Now, Kristen Scott Thomas plays Chloe Garad. I really like her. Yeah, she's fantastic. Always has been for me. I think she's like... She plays... She's like a really natural actress. Like... And if you watch her in different things, she's not... You don't go, oh, it's just Kristen Scott Thomas doing... It's like she's in somebody else every time. Like, this woman's different to the woman in a movie I'm going to recommend completely. And while this woman... There's nothing outstanding about any of these... None of these characters have, like, a caricature version of themselves. There's no... Nobody's flamboyant or evilish or... And they're just pretty generic. Just but... Pretty, yeah. Her, especially when she first meets him, and she, when she walks down the hall, and then she stops with she her arms. She physically does something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She embodies a certain thing where you get her severity and her, but without her being like over the top about it. Yeah, um, and then Maggie Smith plays um, Mathied. Is she called Mathied or Mathied? I can't remember what, what you call. Um, and she plays the old lady, my old lady. Um, and, you know, she's good. She's... What did we see her in? Mm. Iris, was it? No, that wasn't her. What was she in, though? Well, we've seen her in something else. Well, of course. Yeah, but I'm... I'm... For, like, 60 years. Yeah. I mean, yeah, The thing about this lady, obviously she's 92 in the... Her character's 92. I don't know how old she really is. And it's slowly... And just with little lines of dialogue, we don't ever see it. We don't even see photos of it. But you get to understand very clearly that she was, you know, quite uh, open. Maybe when she was younger. I wouldn't say, like, promiscuous. Flirty. But I no, would no. Say like... Just flirty. And she also, she had, like, a not a super happy marriage, but compensated in her own way by having a gentleman on the side and... You know, she's not, there's no, 
That's the thing about each one. I kept thinking through it. Like, there's nothing. There's nothing about her that gets revealed. Where oh my god, she was like a, you know, yeah. Like a, this isn't that kind of what's movie, that is it? Like it's a vaudeville not, dancer. It's not got a secret. Or, or, right. There's no big like. No. Oh, that tells you who she is. Right. She's just an old lady, and she's had a secret. That's not really a secret. No. For a long time. She's pretty strong-minded. She's very, she's educated well. She's a teacher and all this kind of stuff. But I'm also convinced she is that person. And that's the thing with this movie, that it lives and dies by whether you believe in these people. And I believe all of the people. Like, I was yeah, these are people. It's France, and they're in a slightly... <laughs> these are these people. They're in a slightly unusual I situation. I believe they're in France, but actually they were in France, so that's not a big leap. And I put down uh, last Dominique Pinon. Uh, as Monsieur Labrieve, I, I, I apologize to anybody who's French because I'm probably saying all these wrong. Is it Monsieur? Monsieur. 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 That's how I say. It. But um, he's the guy from, and I was like, who is this guy? Who is this guy? And he's kind of a light. He's the kind of the light-hearted kind of character in this movie. He's kind of a bit. Of, nah, not really. But is they're kind of amusing the scenes that he, that Kevin Klein has with him because the he, there are some funny things said between them. Yeah, but, uh, but he's the guy from uh, Alien Four. He plays like the guy in the wheelchair on Alien Four. If you've seen Alien Four, uh, and I was like, I know this French actor, but what French what movie else was I he seen? in? Uh, I looked him up. He was not in much that I'd seen. He wasn't the guy from Man by No, Stock. he wasn't in that. No. Um, but I like him, and he, he's like you know, you you don't see international actors a ton unless no. you watch a lot of French movies or German movies or whatever. But or you watch the network I watch. Uh, MHZ. Yeah. I get a lot of uh, um, international I, stuff. I Yeah, and this guy's obviously a famous French actor. And there are plenty of actors all around the world who are really good, who we'll never, we're never going to see because most... We're good. We yeah, but most... seek them out. But, I mean, it, an American audience is not going to see very much. In this day and age, it just seems crazy that I can't just literally go online to websites where... Even if something showed last night on French TV, just a TV, it could be anything. It could be our equivalent of, you know, SUV or SVA, whatever. EastEnders, the, <laughs> yeah. the French version of EastEnders, you know, some show. Well, I'm thinking of an American thing that we just are used to seeing, like, our little dramas and comedies and romantic. There's going to be those in France. Why I can't just go online or go on TV and Two find and a half network. monsieurs. But well, no, not a copy of it. I just mean, like... They're theirs, not their version of our shows. I'm saying like they're yeah, gonna have comedies, sitcom and stuff. or whatever. Yeah. So I should there should just be a website and totally legal and all that. And maybe they have ads, but that you just go on there or on your Xbox or wherever, and there's a whole list, and you just say, oh yeah, I want to watch, and then you could. It just seems weird that we don't have that yet without doing it illegally. Well, yeah. And my point is, there's just there's actors who are as good as the actors in your country, in every country. And, mm -hmm. you know, I love it when I, you know, because this is an international issue. You know, it's an American, it's British, it's French. Yeah. I like those kind of movies where, you know, you get a bit of everything. Like we watch Lucy, there's a lot of French actors in that movie as well as yeah. the big American actors. And, I, and I'm always like, wow, these guys are really good. And why aren't they as much, why aren't they as big a... Parts, like. well, I don't think they, everyone should be famous, famous everywhere. I just would like to be exposed to them in an easy, legal way. <laughs> Not like sneaking around or... I mean, it's even weird that you can't buy the DVDs of TV shows 
from other places. I mean, you can if you went to like the French version, whatever the big record uh, DVD seller is in France, you could literally go on there and have them shipped, but you wouldn't know what you're looking at. You or don't. like, why can't I go on Netflix France or Netflix England or Netflix Russia? You can, and, they're gonna exist. but it's always illegal the way you have to do it. Yes, you can do it, but it's not, you know, you have to be illegal to do it. You you can do it. You can go on French Netflix and right now. The only thing they can do, the only thing that would happen is they'll make more money. Because mm. if they put in, if, if I go to Netflix, my Netflix, and they say, here's a tick box, and if you want international Netflix, it's $3 extra a month or whatever, I'd say, Okay, I'll try that. I mean, to be fair, Netflix, even America, carries a lot of foreign titles. They do. Yeah. Which is good, I think. And Netflix is just an example of what I'm saying. So if I go to Amazon or anything, and I say, I want to do the international, and here's a subscription that you can pay, all they can do is make money, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, Britain is is a different country to this country, and I'm British, so I like to watch British TV. To watch British TV, a lot of the time, you can't do it legally. Mm-mm. I can't go to the BBC and go, I want to watch the BBC shows. Can I pay you $10 a month? No, you can't do that because they just don't have it. Like So, yeah, it's the same most all around the world. So, um, this is directed by Israel Horowitz, and she's the lady, or is it a lady? I don't know. I think it is a lady. I don't know. <laughs> You're the one who did the research. Um, the other thing that was directed by him slash her, don't know, actually know. I'm thinking it's a lady. I don't know why. I just feel like this movie was directed by a lady. (laughs) Um, but I'm probably wrong. That's a guy. It's a dude. It's a guy. Okay. (laughs) Uh, so the other thing he's directed that we know about is one of the segments from New York, I Love You. Remember that? Yeah. Not one of my favorites. No. Not only not one of my favorites, I, I shouldn't say that because I don't like sugarcoating things. I found it really pretentious. I mean, that was pretty much yeah. it. And this was wrote for the stage and then, wrote, you know, converted into a movie by the same person, which I think is always a good thing because it's the person who knows it the best. You know, it's better to do that. Um, so in terms of extras, there is one extra. Mm-hmm. Um, what's it called? It's one of those ones. It's one extra. It lasts for an hour. And it's called 92nd Street Y. Annette Insdorf's interview with Kevin Klein and Israel Horowitz. Right, so I didn't watch it. We watched it for about two minutes and then turned it off. Why did we turn it off? I don't like those kind of things. It's one the thing where they're doing a screening of it in a theatre. And then they do a question and answer with the... Um, the cast, in this case, just Kevin Klein and the director. Why did we really turn it off? Because the lady who presents it. <laughs> it's really annoying. And it's often that for me yeah. that I don't like these things. They because just... the person who directs, the person who is Introdu- all real she had snobby, to do was, like. Yeah, all she had to do was introduce it. She wasn't even snobby. She was like, okay, there's this, I don't like institutionalized things very well, obviously. If you know me at all, you know this. I don't like people who. I don't know. I don't know how to describe her, but her, her started out by explaining why they had moved from one room to the other, and that next week we're gonna have this, and we've we've uh, uh, been able to get. I don't even know why that part was on this I know. Blu-ray. It's weird. <laughs> but it was very. <laughs> I don't even know how to describe it. I I just don't. I don't even know. There has to be a word for that. That like 
Luckily, this movie yeah. doesn't need that extra to... No, no, not to, at all. You know, so. And by the way, he also wrote a movie that I actually really love. I haven't seen it for a long time. It's called Author, Author from 1982, starring Al Pacino. I don't know that one. Where he is an author, a playwright, and he kind of inherits all of these children from his wife. She's had several different children from several different fathers. And she then takes off because she's sort of a free-spirited lady. And he then, because he loves the children, and he sort of then is taking care of them while she goes off with another dude. And he's trying to write a play in the meantime. And then he has another girlfriend come around. And, you know, it's really funny, really sweet. But also, and if you think, if I think about it now, it is also very theatrical. The dialogue and everything, but um, if you have ever seen Author, Author, not Arthur, Arthur. I have never seen that one. Author, no. Author. <laughs> so, um, yeah, the the movie stands on its own. You don't really need the extra. And if you want to watch that extra, you can, but uh, we did not. And we normally do, so that is kind of weird. Um, so, in conclusion, I like this movie. I don't. It's not my favorite movie ever or anything like that. I can't, like, it's not a 10 out of 10 movie for me, but it is an entertaining movie. Yeah, it's an... It's not for everybody. I definitely think that. Because there is an air of pretentiousness around it. And I could def- I was picking up on that almost immediately. Part of my problem with the... It, it gets in my way. Because there are moments that are truly sad. And you're supposed to really be getting into the heart of why this man is having a hard time, even at 57, why he can't get his shit together. And you're supposed to then be like, her reaction is supposed to be our reaction, the lady he's telling, because she gets tears in her eyes and she genuinely instantly feels super bad for him. And we're supposed to feel that way, right? But because of the the way the dialogue works and because he's not really that sympathetic that's my. That's where it gets in the way. You know, it's not gritty enough. It's not like I just think there's the elements, the stage play parts. Real, even if the, you hadn't to, told me at the beginning that this was a stage play, it used to be a stage play. It, it has that feel. Yeah, definitely feels like it. But that's you know, it's nothing to do with the actors or anything. It's just the the script has that feeling. Except it's, for Kevin Klein, is a little bit. Yeah, I think it's the script though. It's just the words that are coming out of these people. It's very often stage play. He wrote Sunshine also. Did you see that one? No. Anyway. So, um, thanks to Universal for the Blu-ray. And if you want to enter a contest, I've got two new ones running this week. Uh, you can go to ascoli.com and win a Blu-ray. Uh, next week's Blu-ray review is the Oscar-nominated Big Hero 6. So, Oscar weekend, we're doing an Oscar-nominated movie. Um, and that's from Disney and Marvel. So, we'll look at that next week. Movie recommendations for this week. I am going with, obviously on the theme of this movie, The Ice Storm, which is an Ang Lee movie that is superb, and it stars Kevin Kline. Uh, I highly recommend it. And my favourite Roman Polanski movie, and I know a lot of people don't like Roman Polanski um, for his personal reasons, but he did a movie in the 80s called Bitter Moon, and it stars Hugh Grant and Kirsten Scott Thomas. Um... It's a fantastic movie. I love it. Absolutely love it. It's a bit like... Her name's Kristen, by the way. Kristen. Uh, she's called Kirsten or Kristen. It depends. I, I've heard no, it both ways. Yeah, I know, K-R-I-F. but I've heard people say Kirsten. If you listen to it, she was on Jonathan Ross. He kept calling her Kirsten. She never corrected him. So. I bet that's a completely different spelling. 
Yeah, I don't know. So, um, you'd have to ask her which is the right one. But um, Bitter Moon, it's it's a bit like Nine and a Half Weeks, but good. Because <laughs> I watched the Nine and a Half Weeks. Um, nine and a Half Weeks isn't a good movie. <laughs> It really is not a good movie. Oh, that's funny. The, the interesting thing about Nine and a Half Weeks that I've always found fascinating is that Kim Basinger really hated Mickey Rourke during the making of that. She doesn't like. She still doesn't like him. Oh. She thought he was a complete asshole, <laughs> and that movie's very intimate the whole time, almost. And they really didn't get along or at all. But this, you know, you don't notice it on the screen. Like it's it's, it's like completely. Well, there's tension there, so maybe that's it's, where that came from. Yeah, well, maybe it made it better, but it isn't that good. But anyway, um, Bitter Moon is a way better movie, a Roman Polanski movie. It stars, actually, Hugh Grant, Kristen, Scott Thomas, Peter Wolf, also. Um, it's really but good. Peter Wolf, see, there's two Peter Wolves. It's the... There's Peter Wolf, the singer guy from the 80s, and there's Peter Wolf who... Did the... It's the Oscar voice guy. Oscar voice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that guy. No, Coyote. E. He's it. Coyote. See, that's it. It's Coyote. It's not Wolf. Yeah, all right. Peter, Peter Coyote. Coyote. That's him. <laughs> that's why, because the other day I saw on my SiriusXM, I was what, listening to 80s, and I had Peter Wolf, and I'm like, Peter Wolf. Yeah, Peter Coyote. That's okay. who I'm talking about. <laughs> all right, so your recommendations are? Uh, first, I'll tell you that the name of this thing, with the French thing, where you buy a house, but you get yep. the thing, it's called En... Viage. Sorry to the French people again. En viage. V-I-A. Yeah, that is what it is. Yeah, yeah. En viage. Now I'm wondering if Viagra... It looks like Viagra. And it's kind of... The interpretation is life. I wonder if Viagra and Viagra... Everything, you know? Bringing it mm. to life. Dun-dun-dun. My recommendations are... Because of the vibe... And also, I wanted to take a step up in what I felt like were a little bit better... Movies, which was Lost in Translation. It's just got sort of a, you know, there's also hidden things about these people. They're more complicated than you know, but it's pretty flat line. There's not a lot of, this one is as well, even. Even though My Old Lady has a lot of deep emotional stuff, you, it's kind of one note. Even though some people cry, you know, one gun goes off, but there's it's pretty... Even keeled. Yeah. Lost in Translation and Station Agent both have the same kind of thing. I think there's a tension there, but it's it's just sort kind of, like, of fun, but then serious. Yeah, exactly. Like awesome. you don't you don't want to say it's enjoyable all the time because some of it's kind of ugh, uncomfortable. But uh, I think those are both slightly better. I don't know about Lost in Translation. It might be even or. It's one of the pretty good. my favorite, but also pretentious. Lost in Translation is one of my favorite Bill Murray movies of all, but of also them. pretentious a little bit. Mm. A little bit. I think it's a, a that is an exceptional movie. That is literally like a nine or a ten for me. That one. It's good. Yeah. No, it's like a nine <laughs> or a ten that one for me. Whereas this is not. No, no. Um, this is above average. I like how you spelt translation. By the way, you got it. <laughs> where where did I write it? Oh. <laughs> Well, translation. <laughs> translation. Well translated. Um, <laughs> so games and a scully stuff this week. I have been playing a game called Euro Truck Simulator 2. <laughs> it's a game from how long ago? Well, Maybe two years ago. I I'd I'd just looking on my Steam list for something to play and I, I was like, oh, I really like that truck game. And then I started playing the truck game all week. So 
it's still got its hooks. You know what's cool about it? Like that you run your own business in it and you have to do all the books and, uh, you know, hire drivers and make sure they're performing well and giving them the right truck. And so you've got this whole business simulation that's underneath you driving the truck. So I'm trying to grow this massive. I've got a, a Manchester base, a garage in Manchester, a garage in London, and now a garage in Lyon in France. So I'm working my way, going to try and like have a garage in every place. So that's Euro Truck Simulator 2. It's really, really cheap on Steam now. I think I've seen it for five bucks. It's absolutely worth five bucks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean... Even if you've played it for an hour or two, I know yeah, I can tell. Yeah. Um, the other game I've been playing, and this is a free game, if you've got a PlayStation Plus membership, and it's Rezogun. It was the game that came out on launch day for the PS4. Now, they've just done a massive update to it, and the update is free also. And the update adds, like, tons of achievements and challenges, and it, like, makes you want to go back and play it again. <laughs> um it kind of took the bare bones kind of arcade game that it is and added lots of the modern little, ooh, kill a hundred of these, do a hundred of that, do, you know, added all that to it, made it more modern. Like, so yeah, I've been enjoying that. And the other thing I put down on my list is Whiplash, which we've already discussed, which is a great movie that you should see. So well, what's for dinner, Really Sita? good. Whiplash also kind of gets in your mind a little bit about, you know, also, part of Whiplash is that thing where if someone's going to be great at something, great as in the best athlete, the best musician, the best scientist, the best writer, whatever it is, that our, our we've sort of been brainwashed into thinking that there has to be someone over here who's going to bully them into it. Mm. Like push them and pound them and almost beat them into it and intimidate them into it. And if without that person, without the hammer hitting the nail then you never get the greatness. I disagree with that, but that is explored. That's kind of like the meat of that one. What's for dinner? <laughs> vegetables. Chickpeas. The vegetables will be, I got a couple zucchini. I got a bag of the soup vegetables, which you didn't like the first time because you didn't like the slime <laughs> from the okra, but I'm going to do it different so there won't be slime because I do like the okra. You just don't like the slimy part. Right. So I'm going to do a little different. I like the pickled okra as well. It's all right. Oh, yeah. It's really good. And then I might make some couscous. Oh, yeah. Bit. Couscous, my favorite. Okay, then I guess I will. Yes. It takes five minutes, so no problem. Yeah. <laughs> and then I got you some burgers, but I don't know. I don't know if I'll throw them in there. I like that too. Burger, burger, burger. I haven't found that brand that I bought last week, the Soul Cuisine. I forget where I got it, so I'll just find them. You said you were going to forget where you got it when you bought it. I did, and I did. And uh, homemade chocolate chip cookies, which finally, success. Yeah, those are good. This time I tried a method uh, that you don't see in most recipes. They say either use all margarine, all butter, all Crisco, all whatever. I try to look for vegan recipes, which this is not because it has egg in it. But I tried three different kinds of fat instead of just the one. I put a, a third of its coconut oil, about a tablespoon of the Crisco buttery stuff, and then the rest was earth balance. And somehow it came out where they're like, they're not rock hard, but they're solid. They're great for Yeah, they're dipping. not cakey. And they're, they're not, not cakey. Yeah, no. exactly. But I, I put lots of chocolate chips in there. So. so your advice before we leave? Look at that. Last week I was at work and this lovely lady who works with the director of our department, she's his, well, I say, 
she does more than he does. But she's like not his assistant, but his project manager. Right now the project is completely remodeling the entire I work in a data center and then there's the outer like I'm behind a big security wall. So our office is just kind of plain and generic, which is fine. But the outside area has been the same for, I'd say, since the building was built in 1982. It is a basement with gray walls and a white floor. Um, we get all the hand-me-down cubicles and everything, you know, so there's like a mishmash of cubicle walls and none of the chairs match or anything. Everything is just sort of hodgepodge, right? Because we are in the basement. There's no windows, no nothing. And I think everybody's always just sort of dismissed it. Well, our director has decided because he and his team, he wants his everything to be based down there. He's going to remodel all of it. Like really remodel where you pull out the floors and you tear down walls. And so she's in charge of it. Well, she came in there into our office and she goes, <sighs> she drops her arm down. She's like, exasperated. Do you have a pencil? <laughs> Just one pencil. And I said, I have loads of pencils, but none with me. And we dug through every box and every drawer and we couldn't find pencils. I found one finally and the end was like broken off. So I got out a box cutter and we sharpened because we didn't have a pencil sharpener either. So right. It's really weird. Loads of pens and markers and whatnot. So my advice is to always have some number two sharpened pencils that's it it's pretty basic i don't know what benefit it's going to give you in your life but if you've ever sat down with a pencil in your hand instead of a pen like when you're on the phone i think you would find that your doodling would sort of expand because you can do shading and you know i can't so. say i've ever doodled while i'm on the phone really mm. oh my god what's wrong with you no, not my thing. You're so. a pacer, not a doodler. Yeah, you, I'll pace, you yeah. can't sit your ass down while you're on the phone. You're no. just like wander, 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 <laughs> wander, wander. Whereas me, I'm happy to stay sitting down, but yeah, I've always doodled. Or for any you know, while you're doing anything sort of mundane. But I say keep some pencils around. Now, normally my advice is very deep and meaningful. That's it's, pretty good. That's... Today it's keep some sharpened number two pencils around and some good erasers. And as we both know, I was actually shopping, shopping, shopping for a sharpener. So I'm trying to figure out the best. I want one of those old-fashioned screw it to the wall. That's what we had at school. It oh, was, yeah. It, and with a little plastic yep. thing that you pull out and throw. Well, it's not plastic. You take the whole No, thing, I mean where the shavings go. I remember emptying them. Yeah, no, the whole thing twists off and inside not the, of it. Not this old one that was at our school. It was just a little tray that you pulled out and just threw it away. Threw, tipped it and then put it On back this in. kind? Yeah. Or this kind. You had to spin it with your hand. No, the what? kind where you spun the handle. It was fastened to the desk. Hmm. That's the only place I've ever used one of those type, because we just had those ones yeah. that you hold in your hand normally. And I have those. I have a lot of those too. But I want a really good one that's solid and maybe one for each floor of the house. So let me remind you about our website, ascully.com and sidsaw.com. You can catch us on Twitter and Facebook. You can also catch this podcast on stitcher.com. Search for After the Show. You can find it on iTunes Music Store. The Zoom Marketplace or the RSS feed, just go to ascully.com, click on the word podcast, you can subscribe there. Email feedback to me at ascully at ascully.com. Don't email Sid Talk, she doesn't care about you. And no, not at all. Stay classy, um, Kristen Scott Thomas. Um, it makes me want to go and watch Bits of Moon again. <laughs> Thank and you. And I'm going to say, what am I going to say? I'm going to say, think for yourselves, because if you don't do it, someone who does not love you is going to do it for you.